Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now, our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to New Books in Jewish Studies. I'm Jason Shulman. We've got a great show for you today. My guest is Peter Travny, a professor of philosophy at the University of Wuttepal in Germany. Here to talk about his new book, Heidegger and the Myth of a Jewish World Conspiracy, published in 2015 by the University of Chicago Press. Peter, welcome to New Books in Jewish Studies. Uh, well, welcome. Well, it's great to have you on the show. So, Peter, you're um, one of the experts in the world on Martin Heidegger. Maybe you could tell us very briefly, who was Martin Heidegger? Well, Martin Heidegger was a, a German German philosopher, uh, probably one of the most important philosophers of Europe, maybe of the world in the in the 20th century. He uh, was born at the end of the 19th century in a very very small uh, uh, town of uh, in the south of of, of of Germany, and he well is probably um, very uh, uh, famous also because he was. Uh, he engaged himself uh, into National Socialism in 1933 and uh, was then uh, uh, seen or interpreted as a philosopher of this time so that after the war he was uh, very, yeah, some kind of a persona non grata in the elect- intellectual uh, um, circles of Germany. But after this, he had a, a big, uh, a great comeback, a great comeback, uh, especially in France. Uh, French philosophy is uh, dependent on, 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 on Heidegger, Heideggerian philosophy. So that um, uh, um, even if he, if he was, uh, he was uh, uh, engage- engaging himself into national socialism, he is seen as one of the greatest philosophers of the 20th century. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can tell us, uh, what are the Black Notebooks? Well, the Black Notebooks is a, is a, or are a, um, a special uh, manuscript, uh, kind of a diary. He began uh, at the beginning of uh, the 30s and uh, finished uh, them at the end of the 60s. So we have a manuscript uh, written in the time of 40, 40 years. Um, the notes there are not private. They are no uh, um, uh, private uh, uh, um, uh, notes about his life, uh, like in a real diary. It's a philosophical manuscript, so it's a philosophical diary, you could say. But uh, we 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 uh, didn't know them until they were they were published at the beginning. Um, well, two years before and. Um, yeah, we saw uh, that these uh, manuscripts um, are that we we can see in these manuscripts a very important part of this of this thinking we didn't we didn't know before. So we knew he was involved with National Socialism or Nazism, right? But we didn't know the extent of his anti-Semitism. Is that right? Yeah, we we knew um, from letters. Um, of course, from, from private letters, we knew that he had, that he was an anti-Semite. Um, well, in a unfortunately very very normal way for a German in this time, he was a, a professor. You know that we 
that there was a kind of an academic uh, anti-Semitism, and he was a representant. Uh, rep, he represents represented this kind of of, uh, of anti-Semitism, but we we didn't know that uh, that uh, he well had a certain philosophical interest in anti-Semitism that he that he used his um, his anti-Semitism for uh, philosophical ideas, or to say differently, that he that he philosophized um, about or with anti-Semitic ideas. Mm -hmm. So, so what, why does it matter? I mean, does this change the way we think about uh, Heidegger, sort of as a philosopher? Well, of course, in 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 um, at least in Europe or in, in Germany, um, anti-Semitism is still uh, something what what is uh, what is well what is what, what is very important for a how can we say that for an intellectual profile of a person. Um, um, if we if you, if we can really say that somebody is uh, representing anti-Semitic ideas, we actually we actually would I guess we would we, we wouldn't see him as a as a philosopher. We wouldn't accept him as a as an important voice of of philosophy. Uh, so in this in this in this uh, respect, it's 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 very important that we now have uh, that we now have this this problem uh, that there are anti-Semitic passages in this in the black notebooks. You've spent years studying Heidegger. Do the uh, these revelations or you know th these um, ideas have they affected the way you think about him? Well, of course, because I, um, um, uh, if I'm uh, honest, I I um, I, uh, I didn't expect this this kind of anti-Semitism. I didn't expect uh, that Heidegger um, uh, used his anti-Semitic uh, his anti-Semitism anti in, in in a philosophical context. Of course, I, I it's, it's 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 it was problematic before uh, 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 to see that Heidegger as a person had um, had anti-Semitic. Um, Feelings, um, but it's 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 different for a philosopher to see that suddenly uh, this person be began to 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 think uh, about, for instance, world Judaism in in quite terrible uh, dimensions. So yes, uh, my access to to Heidegger's philosophy uh, changed. And does it sort of invalidate, you know, sort of his other projects, you know, or should we sort of compartmentalize his thought and his life? No, I, I guess that's that's not possible for a philosopher. I would, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't think that we can, um, that we can uh, um, make a difference between the biography uh, of a philosopher and his uh, philosophy. Well, I know that people think uh, differently, but. This is this. I would I would see it, uh, this way. So um, no, we we I guess we really have to be aware of the fact that there is that there is an um, uh, that there is an anti-Semitic uh, impact in Heidegger's thinking at the at the end of the 30s and at the beginning of the 40s, and that this impact goes quite deep into this thinking. Now we have really the 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 the, the task to 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 um, to reflect critically uh, every every idea of this philosopher, and and we have to to ask ourselves whether they whether certain thoughts can be can be influenced by uh, by by anti-Semitism. 
So not 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 to not, not to say goodbye to this philosopher. Now to not to uh, uh, we, we, we cannot leave him because he is too important. But to be very critically and aware of the problems. Before we get into sort of the meat of the book, um, I wanted to ask you. You know, there were Jews who were very important to his life. Um, you know, does that matter? Well, uh, the problem is that uh, you, you know that that uh, many anti-Semites uh, had Jewish friends. Uh, it's it's not a, it's not a problem for an anti-Semite to, for instance, to have a, a Jewish lover uh, like Hannah Arendt, if you refer to this to this point. So in this re- in this respect, I would say it's uh, it doesn't matter. So it's of course he had many Jewish students. He had many Jewish, uh, I wouldn't say friends, but uh, yeah, well, in a certain way, friends. But but this is but this is actually not a Unfortunately, it's not a problem for an anti-Semite. Okay, so let's get into the book, which is sort of technical, but hopefully we can, um, you know, make it accessible. Maybe you could start by telling us what is being historical thinking. Um, You know, sort of lay out what that is, and and what what is the place of Jews or world Judaism? Well. Of course, it's not easy to say that in in a a few words, but I will try. So. um, you know that the, the, the one and only question of Heidegger's thinking is, is, is the question for the, for the meaning of being. What, what, what does it mean to be? And um, from a certain uh, point uh, on in his philosophy, he thought that actually every philosopher of, of the history of philosophy posed this one question, even if he uh, not uh, expressed uh, this question uh, as such. But every philosopher thought being. Uh, so he, he 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 constructed or he told a story he called the history of being beginning with the Greeks with the, with the early Greeks and ending in his time with yeah, with his own with his own thinking and uh, in this narrative in this history in this uh, one could say story he he told um, he he thought that the that the end of this history was. Uh, uh, um, coined deeply coined by technology. Technology was actually the the main phenomenon uh, of the end of this of this history. Uh, the Second World War was nothing else than a than a uh, than an event, uh, a technological event, of course a very destructive um, event, but nevertheless a, an event of technology. And in this in this context of this history, he he. Uh, he thought that world Judaism is um, is a kind of an agent or an agency of technology. So um, uh, the Jews uh, were people who calculated, who uh, stand, who stood for for the for modern times. And in this respect, they were like 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 for Heidegger, they they were the pioneers of this uh, technology who had this destructive impact in 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 history so uh, of course it's a kind of a stereotype uh, very well known uh, uh, jews as the pioneers of modernity but he uh, for him it was uh, it was not it, it was in a certain way very special because he didn't thought actually that 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 practical jews real jews were were uh, um um Representing this kind of technology, but in in another way around, he 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 thought that being being a tech, technologist, being 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 for technology, is in itself Jewish. 
So he told the story that actually every person who who calculated or who were who were interested in in technology or who were uh, work, who worked in the in, on the field of on the field of of his technology was Jewish. So um, if we think this to the, to to its end, uh, national socialism was was a kind of Judaism. And this is this is the weird the weird uh, how could say that it's the weird part of this thinking. Yeah, it it is very hard to wrap your head around what um what what did uh, Heidegger make of of race and how did he sort of conceive of it philosophically? Well, um, he he was not a he was not um, he was he was he criticized actually biologically a biological race a biological concept of race was uh, was uh, denied he was a he was really in this in this point he criticized even the national socialists because he thought that uh, that race cannot be cannot be um, a biological concept and so he uh, was uh, uh, thinking about a known concept of race you know that uh, take a philosopher like Nietzsche um, or um, other uh, conservative philosophers for instance like Ernst Jünger they they all these philosophers thought of race not in biological uh, terms uh, they thought for instance in cultural terms or whatever and Heidegger tried to then to figure out an own concept of race in in um, in indifference to the national socialist one. Heidegger lived uh, into the 1970s. Did he ever uh, address the Holocaust? Well, the, the 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 point is, or the problem is, and this is maybe the uh, the, uh, the the most difficult problem we have that that there are at least two. Mm, two uh, two ideas who who referred or who are referring to the to the Holocaust, but these ideas are um, are not uh, speaking about the Holocaust as as Holocaust. He he's not he's, he never referred to this kind of 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 crime to this to this uh, to this what how can you say that to this deep wound in in, in the history of of mankind. But he he said he he tried to uh, at least in in two passages he tried to interpret this event and this interpretation is in itself uh, very very problematic uh, because um, if you if you take this 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 idea I, I uh, explained before that the Jews are uh, the pioneers of of technology. And you uh, then interpret the Holocaust as as an event of technology, as a destructive event of technology. Um, you can you can uh, add one plus one, and then you have the point that uh, the Jews um, that the Jews uh, um, organized uh, the end of themselves in, in in the Holocaust, and this is exactly what. Uh, what what one one passage of of the black notebooks uh, um, is telling us, and this is of course the well the deepest um, and saddest uh, moment of Heideggerian philosophy. Just so I'm clear, this is the idea of self annihilation. Yeah, that's the that's the idea of self annihilation of uh, of the Jews in in the Holocaust. Yeah, because if if technology is a Jewish 
or if Jew, Jew, Jews are the pioneers of technology and the event of the Holocaust is in itself nothing else than a technolo technological event, well, you, you, it's a syllogism. Then, then the Holocaust is the self-annihilation of technology through the pioneers or by the pioneers of technology. That, 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 that means of the Jews. And of course, Heidegger knew that the National Socialists organized, um, the uh, the the Holocaust, but he but he uh, but he, he like I said before, for him in this in this respect, the National Socialists were nothing else than Jewish. So there are some people who sort of um, you know are apologists, I guess you would say, uh, for Heidegger. Is there anything that we could find in his unpublished material, maybe in the future, that you think could exonerate him? No, uh, I, I guess the, the, these kind of these anti-Semite uh, um, aspects of his thinking is disappearing in, in the black notebooks um, um, around, the around the beginning of the 50s. And then he then he is silent. He keeps silent about the Holocaust. He keeps silent about the Jews. There's nothing. I, I guess we, we won't we won't find any more. So now that we know these sort of horrifying facets of his thought, um, is there any way to, you know, st still value uh, Heidegger as a philosopher? Well, like I said before, it's um, it's um, he is in a historical way um, too important uh, um, that we cannot we cannot um, we we cannot uh, ignore Heideggerian thinking because um, the, the continental philosophy of, of the 20th century of the second half of the 20th century is is highly influenced by him. And um, of course, uh, um, he, he these philosophers like Sartre, like like Derrida, like like uh, like uh, uh, um, Merleau-Ponty or um, French phenomenologists, they are they are he's so important for them that we cannot then that we cannot uh, uh, skip his 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 importance. Uh, um, and this is he's, he. Of course, he was important not because of his anti-Semitic ideas, because of his of the strength of his thinking. So, in a certain way, we we still have the responsibility to to deal with these with with his thinking. But this responsibility is now, um, of course, highly influenced by the by the responsibility to be aware of this of these problems I I um, explained before. Well, Peter, we've uh, taken up a lot of your time, so any parting thoughts you'd like to share, and uh, what are you working on next? I am working about Adorno. I will write a book about Adorno with the question, "What is German?" because of the because of the of the political problems we 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 uh, we are facing here in Germany about this, you know, this um, shift to the to the right. About uh, this, uh, of course, growing anti-Semitism we have to face, and the growing uh, hostility against the refugees. So, so I, w I was interested in this, or I am interested in this, in this phenomena, and um, I want to criticize them with with um, with the critical theory of Adorno. Sounds like a very timely project. Uh, Peter, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. The book is Heidegger and the Myth of a Jewish World Conspiracy published in 2015 by the University of Chicago Press. The author is Peter Travney. Thanks so much for listening, and catch us next time on New Books in Jewish Studies. Mm -hmm.